Previously on At The Movies with Arch Campbell, Jen Chaney, and Lou Katz. When I saw Ford versus Ferrari and Milberg, I could feel the men, like, exhuming. You know, it was like hormones. It was like male hormones floating around. That was, you were sitting behind me. That was all that happened. Oh, that was you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> your, your new cologne. At the Movies with Arch Campbell, Jen Cheney, and Lou Katz begins now. Welcome one and all oh. to the podcast that keeps you up on things like new movies. It keeps me up. <laughs> television and entertainment news. I'm Lou Katz, and please welcome from Vulture and WTOP Radio, Jen Cheney. She's our favorite Hello. bird of prey, <laughs> that vulture. And also veteran radio TV film reviewer, Mr. Arch Campbell. Still alive. Still alive. I've got a pulse. I'm King of here. All media, Arch <laughs> here we are here we are and this is my favorite time of year jen how about mm-hmm. you it's the week it's one of them it's you know coming up to the oscar time and uh so this is our special show before the oscars and i think we should just dive right in and make our predictions because that's what we do we predict winners of uh, movie award shows. Right, but first, Arch, before we get into predicting, oh, I think you need to hear something I found in my archives. <laughs> you have an archive? We got News Force Arch Campbell here. Hi, buddy. My man, Louie. Arch, you got the big night Sunday, the Oscars. How's it going to turn out? Well, you know, it's the scaled-back Oscars, uh, so I think it'll be, it'll be kind of a down evening, but still, Chicago is the movie that will uh, dominate the evening. I think Jack Nicholson's going to slip through and win Best Actor, and Nicole Kidman will win Best Actress. And I like this guy, Chris Cooper, in Adaptation. I think uh, he's going to win. That must have been the <laughs> 2003 Oscars. Gosh. And uh, I think I was, I think I stubbed my toe several places. Uh, Chris Cooper won Best Supporting Actor that year. I did get Chicago. And I think, uh, what else did I miss? Well,. You never know. <laughs> you never know, and you never remember once it's over. What's your percentage, Jen? How close are you? Um, gosh, that's year a good question. Year. I usually do well in the big, yeah, you know, the big eight because unless you have not been paying attention at all, they're pretty easy to predict. I think there's usually one um, uh, surprise, yeah, one right. that comes out of nowhere. But it seems to me that this year is more easily predictable than ever. So we got a ballot in front of us. Let's just go into it. Let's okay. let's do it right now. Hey, let's do, can we start with actor, supporting actor? Mm-hmm. Tom Hanks, Anthony Hopkins, Al Pacino, Joe Pesci, and uh, some guy named Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt, <laughs> never heard of him. He's won everything. Yeah. So I'm going to mark Brad Pitt. That's what I've marked as well. Uh, let's see. Documentary feature. American Factory, The Cave, The Edge of Democracy, For Sama, haven't seen it. Honeyland, haven't seen it. Saw American Factory. I am predicting American Factory, but I will say I think there's also a chance that Honeyland could win. Really? Um, It's been picking up some other awards. It's a really wonderful, fascinating movie. About beekeeping? Well, it's... Yes and no. It is about beekeeping in in the most basic sense, but it's really about... um, you know, the, that is like the means of survival of living out in the middle of, of nowhere. And, mm. it's, and it's about 
sort of that struggle. Um, and it's also in a way it's about, you know, the environment and living off the land and how difficult that is. So wow. it's a very moving film. Um, okay. And I think it has a chance, but I, I, unless again, there's a total Netflix bias because American Factory was a Netflix. It's the first um, film that, to come out of the partnership between the Obamas and Netflix. Uh, uh, American Factory, just I just thought it was fascinating. It's uh, the story of a, of a GM plant that closes in Ohio and a Chinese company comes back a few years later and opens a glass uh, manufacturing place and they try to meld their Chinese work habits to the American workforce with uh, mixed results. Mm -hmm. Is that a Yes, that's fair... a fair characterization. But it and... really shows you both sides of what that um, process looks like. So it's it's pretty interesting. This ballot I got uh, lists them in the order that they give them, and oh. I'm not interested <laughs> in a lot of them. So let's here's actress supporting actress mm -hmm. Kathy Bates and Richard Jewell surprised me that she was nominated. I like her a lot. Laura Dern, Marriage Story. Scarlett Johansson, Jojo Rabbit. I thought she was great in that. Florence Pugh and Little Women. Uh, and Margot Robbie in Bombshell. I thought Florence Pugh coming in was going to have a chance to win. Mm -hmm. But uh, Laura Dern has won every award up to this time. And so right. if she doesn't win for Marriage Story, it's a, it's a aberration. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think this is, I have Laura Dern yeah. as well. And I think this is one of those cases where she was very good in Marriage Story. But the fact that she doesn't have an Oscar, it just seems long overdue. Mm -hmm. She's done... Mm -hmm excellent work for decades uh and especially she's been kind of on a roll um the past couple years and she's very good in that she is she's really good she's she stands out in marriage story which got a lot of uh a lot of good uh, uh response yes except from me <laughs> except from you but i loved laura dern in it mm -hmm. so there you go uh you want to talk about film editing sure Ford versus Ferrari, The Irishman, Jojo Rabbit, Joker, Parasite. I wonder if Ford versus Ferrari would. Uh, That's what I predicted, actually. I'm going to mark that one. Right <laughs> okay. There. Now we're just cheating off of each other's papers. Well, uh, no. <laughs> I, you know, that, that's my. Adapt, I mean, I could be very wrong. But. Adapted Screenplay, which is a, a book that already existed and they turned into a movie. The Irishman, Jojo Rabbit, Joker which I loathed, Little Women. Yeah, that uh, that did exist yeah. before they made the movie. The Two Popes, adapted screenplay. I'm going to guess mm -hmm. The Irishman. Okay. I don't know if I'm predicting this or trying to wish it into mm -hmm. reality, mm -hmm. but I'm I'm predicting Little Women. Uh-huh. Um, again, because I feel like Greta Gerwig really took uh, a text that people know quite well and was simultaneously faithful to it, but did something different with it. Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. there has been so much criticism of the Academy for not nominating her in the Best Director category. I wonder if people will uh, try to honor her here. Uh, I think that's a good uh, call. And of, of the things that are adapted, it was the most creative adaptation. I Little agree. Women. Yeah. So there. Original Screenplay. Uh, 1917, Knives Out, Marriage Story, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and Parasite. 
What do you like? I have Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Ooh, uh, me too. Again, because I think, I don't think they're going to give the director Oscar to Tarantino, but I, mm. but I can see them giving screenplay to him. Uh, I also could maybe see it going to Parasite. I think Parasite is really the interesting film that mm-hmm. um, could maybe just win in uh, international feature or could win a lot more awards than we're expecting because I do think that there is a real uh, sense of support uh, in the industry and, and within the Academy for that movie. So uh, I have a little asterisk there that maybe it could be Parasite, but I think it's going to be Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Uh, let's see. Director. Sam Mendes has won everything. Yeah. I mean, he got the award from the Directors Guild, and that's usually the most reliable. He got the BAFTA this week, didn't yeah. he? He's been winning everything that you know, people tend to look at in terms of tea leaves. So I'll go with the tea leaves and say Sam Mendes. Um, You know, I skipped over international feature. Yes. Because I was looking for best foreign film. But did they they change the name? did they do that? This year. This is the first time. Hmm. Corpus Christi, Honeyland. Honeyland is an international feature? Mm Mm-hmm. Hmm. Les Miserables. Pain and Glory, which was a beautiful yeah, movie. Yeah, it's a great movie. And uh, Parasite. I can't imagine them not giving this to Parasite. If Parasite that would be didn't wild. win, you know. Yeah. Uh, last year it was Roma. Right. We have two years where the best foreign film conceivably could be the best film of the year. Yeah, I don't know if you ever read, you know, The Hollywood Reporter every year mm-hmm, before the Oscars. Mm-hmm. They roll out the... Uh, anonymous oscar ballots yeah which i feel like they find the most most loathsome people imaginable (laughs) and then ask them what they think and um one of the anonymous ballots this week was a woman saying the parasite doesn't deserve to be nominated for best picture because a foreign language film should not also get to be nominated in the best picture category it's like oh boy all right ouch yeah to be clear i don't agree (laughs) (laughs) actor do we need to read all of them? <laughs> you can if you want. Uh, Antonio Banderas, Pain and Glory. Hardly anybody saw that. It's right. A beautiful movie. Leonardo DiCaprio, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. He was great in that. Mm-hmm. Adam Driver in Marriage Story. One of these days, I think he's going to win on Oscar. I do, too. I think it's inevitable. Uh, a guy named Joaquin Phoenix in Joker <laughs> has won everything. Yep. And Jonathan Price and the two the two popes is very overlooked. It's quite a good movie, mm-hmm. and you can watch it whenever you want on yeah, Netflix. There you go. So, but it's Joaquin Phoenix. Of I mean, course, he's won every. I I don't think there's been uh, an uh, an upset. No, in every awards there hasn't, and Joker has a lot of nominations, and I think that's the category where it's most likely to win something. So I think it's going to get at least that. And uh, best actress. Sersha Ronan, Charlize Theron, Bombshell, and Renee Zellweger in Judy. Seems like Renee's won everything. Yeah, this is another case where if anybody besides Renee Zellweger win, it would seem like a huge upset because she has won all the other You know, there was an upset last year because everybody thought Glenn Close was going to win. Yeah. And um, uh, the Olivia Coleman won. I. And I love Olivia Coleman. I think she's great. Oh. But I was I was really mad about that because I think Glenn Close is another one of those actresses who, how in the world has she not won? She's been nominated many times. And I think Olivia Coleman was truly uh, surprised. She was. And a little upset or embarrassed. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
And and I, you know, I'm partial to Glenn Close. She went to my alma mater, so mm. Mm. um, and she, there were pictures of her all over the theater, and I would always look at pictures of her mm-hmm. when I was getting ready mm-hmm. to do a play and. I really wanted to see her win. I hope at some point she will because this is ridiculous. And now, what is your alma mater? William and Mary. Ah, ah. And you, you uh, were in theater there. I did some theater there. Yeah. Oh, what did you do? I did um, one acts, like kind of the the black box type stuff. Uh-huh. I wasn't I wasn't uh-huh. quite up to par to get into like the big shows. Oh, wow. Um, and I I was an assistant director on one of those, and oh, yeah, well, it was fun. There we go. Fun facts. <laughs> Women Mary, home of Glenn Close, <laughs> Thomas Jefferson, and, Patton Oswalt, and Jen, Jen, Jen. Jen. And, and Rick Gates, who was one of Paul Manafort's. Uh, oh, great. Oh, yeah. Rick Gates. Yeah, oh. just throw that yeah. one in. Well, Rick Gates, who sure. uh, was constantly on my sophomore year hall talking to oh. talking to us, and I was like, that guy seems weird, and <laughs> here we are now. Well, so we're down to best picture, 1917. Ford v. Ferrari, which our friend Susan was in, I had so much fun making fun of last week. I enjoyed that. (laughs) The Irishman, Jojo Rabbit, Joker, Little Women, Marriage Story, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and Parasite. They came up with nine nominees. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I am surprised at the the manner in which 1917 has uh, emerged. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, again, I think I said this on the podcast a couple weeks ago. I think it is one of those movies that you really want people to see in a theater and mm-hmm. and that the driving force in it is really the technical artistry, the way that it's, you know, directed and edited and everything else to seem like a seamless one-shot take, even though that's not what it is, but it gives you that feeling. Uh, I think that all has great appeal, the fact that it's a World War One movie. Um, you know, there's there's something kind of, little traditional about that even though the approach to it wasn't traditional well um, and you know the hundredth anniversary has just sort of passed so mm-hmm. it's because it's back on um people's uh, radar yeah for sure for sure uh so but i you know i would not it sounds weird to say i would not be surprised if there's a surprise but uh-huh. I, I i wouldn't be totally shocked if something like parasite won um I would not be surprised if Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. That won. yeah, I would say and between if I if there was going to be a, a spoiler, it would be one of those two. Uh, I don't see it being The Irishman, or certainly not Ford versus Ferrari, and unfortunately not Little Women. No, um, or Joker or JoJo. I think or uh, Marriage Story. Marriage Story. Marriage th- Story kind of struck me as more of a of a cable TV, more of a Netflix. There was more Netflix than big screen to Marriage Story. Well, me. I mean, couldn't you say that about a lot of indie films? Yeah, I guess. You yeah. know? Yeah. To me, it just felt like it was a very good, in, you know, independent type of movie, but not in the same way like 1917 has this big sense of scope where, you know, it has this kind of, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. not that it's Lawrence of Arabia, but that idea of like, this is a movie that's big and I need to see it in the biggest possible environment once upon a time in hollywood just really struck me in the manner in which he recreated uh la of 50 years ago mm-hmm. and uh, which is why i think that is going to do well when it comes to things like costumes production design mm-hmm, i think mm-hmm. they did a really great job of of really putting you back in that time period and i think they will get some oscars for that all right so now i have provided you with a ballot and mm-hmm. i've got my ballot And let's save these. We're going to be back next week, but a little late. So so there we are. That's our Oscar ballot. 
And uh, other than that, what do we have, Lewis? Well, we're going to dip into Oscar trivia in oh. a little bit here I on our podcast. I think that we should rebrand Oscar trivia. I was thinking about that coming okay. over here. I think that we should make it Stump Jen Cheney. Oh, oh really? <laughs> yes, yes. Sure. It's going to be I'm tough. Game. It's going to be. That's a tough one, Arch. It's not that hard. Uh, no. My well, memory is not what it used to be. Uh, well, we will try to stump Jen Cheney in just a little bit here on our podcast. But first, officially, this is the Cats Podcasting System. Uh, for several years now, I've been getting my entertainment news from the guy who replaced me on Channel 7. <laughs> way, to, way to put it, Arch. <laughs> You're welcome. His name is Kid O'Shea, and he's agreed to be our guest critic this week. And, Kid, welcome to the podcast. Say hello to Jen Cheney. Well, Jen, hello. And for the record, I'm pretty sure that's not how it worked out. But, uh, it is an honor to be Arch's replacement. <laughs> Arch mischaracterized something? That doesn't sound like something he would do. <laughs> so I have I have noticed your reporting, and I think you do a great job. And I wanted to talk to you right off the bat because yeah. I remember the night you were standing outside of the uh, theater in L.A. after the Oscars, and that was the night that they mixed up the uh, envelopes. And how, tell us about that night. Well, it was kind of a crazy night, and as you know from covering the Oscars Arch for so many years, you're kind of, we're the last ones to know everything at that point because mm -hmm. we're standing in place to be on the news live immediately after the show. So in that situation where something had never happened before at the Oscars, uh, they all of a sudden tell us they messed up the envelope. Well, that also means that everything that we had recorded and produced right. up until that point <laughs> was out the window. Uh, and so the, the anchors and everyone at home knew more of what was going on than we actually did. So we did our best that night to report on, hey, this has never happened before. How could this happen and what happened? But it was a night I will never forget. I'll remember exactly I where bet. I was the night the Oscars messed up the, the envelope. Well, I know from being out there that you work with uh, a group from ABC in a trailer in the parking lot behind the uh, theater. And uh, were, were there ABC producers running around screaming at the top of their lungs while you're trying to go on the air? Well, no, because I think, again, like you said, I, I think I asked you, you know, did you ever have anything like that? Nothing like this had ever happened before. So I think so many people were like in disbelief and uh, what's going on here? There wasn't enough time to run around and yell. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I've I've covered the Oscars uh, two or three times, and it's it's hard for people to understand this who haven't been there. I was covering for The Washington Post, so I was in the actual press room where we at least have TVs. Yeah. But yeah. you also have all the people coming back to take questions. So there's like multiple things going on at one time and so you do get a better sense of what's actually happening on the show if you're actually not there which sounds insane but is actually the case right well i also i think my friends and family and even my coworkers and boss uh -huh. uh, all think i it's a party and that we're out there uh, having this great time in hollywood <laughs> it's a, a lot of work as you guys know uh, it's a great experience and i would never uh say no to doing it but it, 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 we are working <laughs> Yes. It is. My, my feeling about being at the Oscars, it is, it's much more fun to talk about it after it's over. While it's <laughs> happening, it is just stress on a very high level. It's, it's the deadline of all deadlines. Mm -hmm. You know, over the past recent years, when you go out there, 
What is the feeling about the Oscars? And in other words, has it changed? You know, that's a good question. And I, I don't think it has. I still think this is um, a big night for Hollywood. Mm. It is still a prestigious award for so many of the smaller films just to be recognized uh, at this ceremony. You know, I think we get caught up sometimes in the bigger story about the Oscars. Um, And when you really step back and look at what happens on that night and they shut down Hollywood Boulevard and, um, you know, for many people, this could be a life-changing moment. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, Well, speaking of life-changing, we've asked Mm -hmm. you to be our (laughs) guest critic. In other <laughs> words, to to <laughs> recommend a movie that you've seen lately that you really like. Okay, I'm going to make two recommendations, oh, and good. Uh, I want to see if you agree with me. I'm going to say, before Oscar Sunday, make sure you see 1917 and see it in the theaters. I think you'll good. enjoy the Oscars much more uh, on Sunday if you've seen the film. It really was spectacular from the music uh, to the cinematography, and it's up for so many awards, you know. Um, and it's already won a lot uh, in the other award shows. The second one I would say, and this is going to be hard for people because they get caught up in the fact that it's subtitled, uh, is See Parasite. Mm. Um, by wow. the end of the film, I felt like I was actually speaking or understanding their language, that I wasn't even reading the subtitles anymore. And it really is a great film uh, and has a shot at winning Best Picture. So uh, I think you're going to have a fun night if you see those two films. Those would be my two recommendations. If I can get one more in there. Hang oh, on, yeah. One more. Uh, hey, it's, it's a podcast. <laughs> We're here all night. <laughs> Great. I did not think I was going to like Ford versus Ferrari. I was like, what am I going to like a yeah. movie about race cars, you know, and uh, from the 60s, you know, and it just didn't seem like it was going to be my kind of film. I was pleasantly surprised and how well done that film was as well. And it is not uh, a race car movie. It is, but it isn't. So um, that might be another one. Don't just push it off because you see the word Ford versus Ferrari. Really a spectacular story. Well, there yeah. you go. And that movie is long, as many of the movies are. But of the long movies, that one, I, I felt the length of it the least. Like, I was like, oh, it's been I two and a half hours? not <laughs> agree more with that. We'll be watching you after the Oscars. I should also mention that you do uh, voice work on Wash FM, and we can hear you on the weekends on Wash FM, where our dear friend Lou Katz... Yes, an uh, old alma mater of mine. <laughs> yes. The, the best. <laughs> Simply the best. Here we're, you're on the Ghost of Christmas Past podcast <laughs> with Arch and uh, Lou. I am honored to be in the presence of all of you. <laughs> hey, we'll be watching you Oscar night, and thanks so much for being here. Our, and Thank our new so friend, much. Kid O'Shea, our dear uh, friend, our new friend. means a lot to be included. Thanks, guys. This Valentine's Day evening, Hound Radio is leaving a trail of love and love songs. Fly me to the Spend an evening with Landau Eugene Murphy Jr., season six winner from America's Got Talent, as he performs at Amp at Pike and Rose. A lot of love music, it's a lot of up-tempo jazz songs, a lot of Cole Porter arrangements, plus I add in a lot of Motown too. A lot of people don't understand, I just don't sing, you know, Frank Sinatra, I sing a lot of Motown classics too. Plus, you'll receive autographed CDs and dinner at the magnificent Medium Rare in Bethesda. That's life. That's life. 
Register to win at houndradio.com. Hey, it's Landau Eugene Murphy Jr. from America's Got Talent. And I hope to see you Valentine's night at the Amp at Pike and Road for an evening of love with Hound Radio. At the Movies with Arch Campbell, Jen Chaney, and Lou Katz comes to you from the secret underground bunker studios of the Katz Podcasting System. Always got to get that little plug in for Hound Radio. So, guys, what did you think of uh, ABC7's Kid O'Shea and his predictions? Some good uh, predictions. I was Mm -hmm. impressed that he uh, likes Parasite. Mm -hmm. And I am sorry that people keep resisting Parasite. More and more people should see it. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I feel like... I don't know if people are resisting it. Are they resisting it? Yeah, well, actually, you know, the the people who see it uh, are giving it good word of mouth. Mm-hmm. So yeah, definitely. For them. So speaking of word of mouth, what's up uh, with television? Well, there is a new show that starts on Netflix uh, on Friday. Um, it's called Lock and Key. Mm-hmm. Um, this show has been in development forever. Uh, at one time, it was going to be a film franchise. At one time, it was going to be a Fox um, show. At one time, it was going to be on Hulu. And then Netflix picked it up. It's based on a um, comic series, and it's about a family. that They lose their father. They move into this um, house that used to be in the father's family, a very unusual house, and the, the, the youngest child starts finding these keys um, oh. And they unlock different things in the house and open up these different worlds. And um, so it's kind of it's a fantasy thing, but it's also a coming of age story. Um, I never read the comics, but from what I understand, originally when they uh, had this in development, it was going to be a more of a horror, a little more scary, darker edged kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And this incarnation that is on Netflix is a little more tilted toward the coming of age. Uh, so it's the kind of thing I think you could watch with your kids. Um I watched the first couple of episodes and, you know, I thought it was fun. The kind of thing, like I said, that, you know, if you if you've watched Stranger Things with your kids or mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. The Haunting of Hill House, although that's probably scarier than this. Watchmen. Eh, Watchmen's too sophisticated to watch with kids. Ah, okay. It's it's the subject matters too. Yeah. Too much, I think. Um, but this might be something to, to consider. Lock and key. Yes. Because I, you know, I was thinking of key and peel. <laughs> right. I, yeah, no, I'm not even going for a joke here. I really was <laughs> thinking of that. But it's not... Uh, uh, no, Jordan Peele and Jordan Michael Peele. Keegan Key have nothing to do with this. Okay. Uh, it sounds interesting. And yeah. uh, Netflix. Yes, on Netflix. And uh, uh, you have something else? Uh, yeah, a little bit of breaking news. It won't be that breaking by the time you hear it, but mm-hmm. um, Showtime announced that they are making a show called First Ladies. Uh, it's going to be you know, looking at the lives of different first ladies. And I think they're going to look at more than one in the first season. And Viola Davis is executive producing it and she will be playing Michelle Obama. Which oh, I'm like, wow. all right, deal done. I'll be watching that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I thought our, you know, those, those of you who are listening from the DC area, I thought you'd be extra interested in that. And might have a little resonance with the crown or something like that, you know, just kind of, yeah. Uh, uh, of a different look at history and mm-hmm. um yeah i mean i again i don't know how in depth they're going to be because i think they're doing in the first season they're going to have michelle obama and i think maybe eleanor roosevelt i forget there's like mm-hmm. three first ladies that were mentioned mm-hmm. in the announcement so uh and i don't know yet who's playing the others but uh i'm i'm you know what if it were just michelle obama you know viola davis playing her i'd, yeah. I'd, I'd yeah. watch it anyway that's enough <laughs> yeah that's enough right there 
So, uh, what should we do? Should we have some uh, best bets for the weekend? Sure. Yes. Uh, I am going to recommend Once Upon a Time in Hollywood to those who have not seen it. Mm-hmm. You can get it on, uh, I think it's on uh, Amazon. And uh, it's on regular old DVD yeah, if, you're, yeah. if you're into that kind of thing. And and there's always the Oscar show. You know, we love to hate the Oscar show. <laughs> and yet I I can't miss it. And I'll put on my, but I, I do love being in town, sitting in my own couch in my pajamas, watching the Oscar show. Mm-hmm. One year when I was out there covering it, and because uh, that year I was on Channel 4, the times were all off mm-hmm. because uh, our news on Channel 4 was at 11 o'clock, and that's in the middle of the Oscar show. Right. So I went to a nice restaurant, <laughs> had a beautiful dinner, at uh, at a uh, a bar there, watched the show, and then stepped across the street to I think the Dorothy Chandler Pavilion, and uh, did my bit, and then I went back and and watched it some more, and then I went back to that press room in the back, which mm-hmm. is a lot of fun. So uh, your yeah. Oscar sounds considerably less stressful than what my experience was. <laughs> yes. Um, do you watch the red carpet shows at all, or not really? I uh, you know, uh, should I say this? The interviews are so vapid that I find myself just screaming at the television. Right. And uh, I, I, you know, I feel bad saying that. Uh, but yes, I'll watch some of them. Mm-hmm. Not the ones on ABC, but um, uh, on on a lot of the fringe channels. They're just. What do you think? I always watch, like, I'm the one who turns on the TV. Well, it's 4 o'clock. <laughs> Got to see what's happening. So you're there from 4 <laughs> but I But I can't tolerate watching uh, it for that length of time. You um, watch E? I do watch E. Um, I mean, back in the day, there used to be, they would have TV Guide Channel. They would have, you know. Oh. Like, when Joan Rivers left Ishii and her, uh, and Melissa would be on that. One of the years I went out there, our position was next to Joan Rivers. Oh gosh. Was she was she for um Well, she was for TV? E initially and then she was TV Guide Channel. Yeah. I think the year she was with TV Guide and she looked when she was approaching her spot for her camera with uh Melinda, her daughter. Uh she put out a look like don't screw with me, buddy. Leave me alone. Don't say a word. And mm-hmm. man, the waters parted. Yeah. She was <laughs> so so for you movie critics, I mean, the Oscars truly is the Super Bowl yeah. of yeah. entertainment. Yeah. And like the Super Bowl, I'm sure that sports reporters will tell you that uh, the only way to cover it is to watch it on television. Right. <laughs> to right. be there, you know, is, is to be distracted. Right. Well, and I mean, I will say about Joan Rivers, I miss somebody who does it the mm-hmm. way that she did, mm-hmm. which was um, with a little more smarts, a little more snark. Like, yeah. it, it, but she had also earned the place at that point that like, if she insulted you, you just, you had no choice. Right. You're just like, oh, yeah. it's Joan Rivers. I guess I just got insulted. Yeah. What am I going to do about it? Um, and it's a different environment now, but, uh, I, I but I, I still watch. I can't <laughs> help. Well, I'll watch, I'll watch. Uh, and my other recommendation is American factory. Mm-hmm. If you want to see something really worth watching, uh, and that really uh, captures uh, a moment in our society, American Factory. Great. And what are you? Uh, what are you pushing? Well, so to continue this Oscar trend, you know, every year AMC Theaters 
does these marathons where you can watch all of the best picture nominees uh-huh. back to back. Yeah. yeah. They did their sort of part one of the showcase last weekend and this weekend they're doing part two, um, which has Once Upon a Time in Hollywood on it. I believe Parasite is on this mm. one. Mm. Um, a couple others and you just it starts at noon. It's playing at a number of AMCs ah. and you just ah. Sit there That's... all day and watch four <laughs> movies in a row so that you're prepared for Sunday. Uh, so that's an option. Uh, the final season of Homeland is starting on Sunday night when no one will be paying any attention because they'll be watching the Oscars. But uh, I actually haven't watched any of the episodes yet, but uh, I know that, you know, a lot of people are really loyal to that show and, and would want to know when it's coming back. And then the last thing I was going to mention is um, this movie, Miss Americana on Netflix. Oh. It's the Taylor Swift documentary that had just debuted at Sundance mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. it and it's now on Netflix. And certainly anybody who loves Taylor Swift has probably already watched it seventy five times. Um I, I've watched not all of it yet, but but some of it. And uh you know, it was more I mean, all of this stuff is very clearly managed by her and her people. So it's not like it's raw, unvarnished look at Taylor Swift. <laughs> but nevertheless, like it it shows her songwriting. It shows her talking about some different things from a more um, in-depth perspective than you sometimes get in music documentaries. So. I, have I read that it's more revealing than you expect? Yeah, I think that's a fair thing to say. Okay, yeah. oh good. Let's see. Now let's play uh, Stump Jim. Oh great. Here we go. Let's go out by making me look dumb. <laughs> nah, <laughs> no. never, never going to happen. No <laughs> way. Here we go, Jim. Which of these Alfred Hitchcock masterpieces oh. won an Oscar for Best Film? Oh. North- a, this is a multiple choice? No. Well, oh, could well, be. It, it depends. was about it to depends. be until you stopped. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, you write, I read. Uh, Here we go. Here's your choice. I, it's I North, think... North by Northwest, Psycho, or Vertigo. Oh, which one won the I, Oscar? I was going to say, wasn't it North by Northwest? No? N- none. Oh, none of them. <gasps> a trick question. That is well, a trick question. Best, you know, best picture. Right. None. Right, right, right. And all should have. You know, we need. And he never won director either. He won like a, a yeah, he got like a like, special. Yeah, um, you remember? And and, and he, he came out and said thank you. <laughs> Arch with a trick question for for Jen. I don't, you know, I don't know if I like that Arch. I'm going to do that, Nancy Pelosi. I'm ripping up that question. This podcast is full of lies. I rip this question every week. What's that? We have to find a a phrase to sign this show off with. What okay. shall it be? Does, do we have to do that? No, we don't have to. Well, there we go. That could be it. How about that's it? Do we have to do that? <laughs> hey, I got I got See a phrase. This is very creative. Uh, I, yeah. I just thought of this one. Three words. It's a wrap. Uh, okay. Okay, that's oh, fair. Well, it's a wrap. <laughs> All right. Except we're going to wrap it up a little differently this time Ooh. because we are going to feature uh, an Oscar-winning song. Do you yes. remember the song last year that won for uh, Oscar? See, you're asking me hard questions again. See, <laughs> it's not uh, a trick question. Wait, no, no, no. It was, the, it was, um, wasn't it the uh, Star is Born? Wasn't it Shallow? Yeah. Very. Hey, bravo. She is so Damn. smart. Well, she's one for one. You know, last year, I thought A Star is Born was going to dominate the Oscars. No. I thought it was going to win I mean, Best Movie. In a manner of speaking, it did because of their performance, which was yeah. all anyone was talking yeah. about after it was over. Well, so so here it is. It's a wrap, and we'll catch you next time. Tell me something, girl. Are you happy in this modern world? Oh, do you need more? Is there something else you're searching for? 
Podcasting system.